Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome to this week's Sovereign Self episode. We're going to do another one of these interesting episodes with my producer, and he's actually going to host for us today. Welcome, Robert Cialino. Thank you, Sophia Renea. And I just realized I forgot to pull your bio up, so I'm just going <laughs> to wing it. <laughs> Robert is a fabulous producer. He's been doing this for a great number of years now. How many is it, 12? I wish it were 12. It seems like it's been like a week, but six years here at Voice America. Okay. All right. Six years at Voice America, and I know you were uh, Propeller had a bit of a tech head before that, and I know we yes. enjoy that and share that in common, and I've got to say you are a fabulous producer. You've kept me very well organized and on track, and you give the best advice. Thank you, Sophia Renee. You are a fabulous radio talk show host. We're just completely fabulous here together. I love it. <laughs> it's too bad there's only two of us. We could be like the fabulous five. <laughs> So I'm going to turn it over to Robert, who's going to be driving the show today and asking the questions, at least for the first part. And then at some point closer to the end, we're going to do a little mini reading of Robert's Life Blueprint. You thought we were sharing some interesting stuff in the pre-show on Facebook. (laughs) It's going to get better. (laughs) Amazing stuff. Zofia Renea. Thank you so much for allowing me on your show again. I mean, this is like, uh, I don't know, it's one of these sort of guilty fun pleasure things that I get to do very, 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 not very often, actually. So this is really great. Am I going to have to start paying you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, 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 not at all. No, I love doing this. So, but I think it's interesting because we took a really long break from the last show and um, we're here again, right? And we left off in an interesting space. And I know people are more than likely wondering, uh, you know, what really sort of transpired and honestly, you know, how you became introduced into now what you are doing and how that all came forward. And I would love for you to share. I I know we don't know exactly where we left off, but from that spot. (laughs) Well, we had, I think we had uh, told my inner scientist that she had to sit down and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) From there, from right from there. From that point. Um, yeah, I I have become acquainted at that time with my what I call my spiritual guidance council. Okay. We all have them. Some of us are more connected to them than others. And I was in the process of becoming intimately acquainted with them. Um, I have a set of psychic gifts that turned on when I went through my awakening. Uh, But that doesn't make me special. We all have intuitions that we access to a greater or lesser degree, and we are all psychically gifted to a greater or lesser degree. In fact, I have a a quiz on my my website that you can go to. It's under the Spiritual Power Tools section, where if you're wondering what your psychic giftedness is, this will actually walk you through determining where you are psychically gifted. A lot of us... You know, Hollywood would have you think, you know, you've got to be clairvoyant or whatever. And it's a very small percentage of people who actually have that form of giftedness. 
although it's one of the best known ones. <laughs> oh, I have to go there and take that then, that test. Yes, I think so. So anyway, um, the two weeks following my awakening, they kind of walked me through every form of psychic giftedness that I had. It's like I would, I would be seeing all kinds of things. And then that would stop and I would be hearing all kinds of things. And then after a while that would stop and I, I would just be knowing things. And so they kind of walked me through in that two weeks, like all of the different forms of giftedness that I have. And then they went, and now you're going to focus on this whoop, knowing. <laughs> it's like, wait, who turned off the lights? <laughs> I would have liked to have been on that walk. That would have been an interesting walk to be on. <laughs> it was it was interesting and you also kind of question yourself it's like am i freaking losing my marbles are they going to be putting me in one of those white jackets with the wraparound sleeves what's <laughs> whoa whoa what is going on here and in fact it took me about two months to work up the nerve to talk to my husband and tell him what was going on with me because remember he married the scientist and he is also a scientist. And if it's hard for me to take, I can't imagine what it's going to be like for him to take, right? And how did that go? It went remarkably well, better <laughs> than I imagined it would. Um, and I, I put this on his mother, the fact that he took it as well as he did, because she is a very fae sort of person. She she talks to her plants and she talks about the angels getting her parking spots and this sort of thing. So he's kind of grown up with someone who spoke that language already. And so that I think put him in a position to be more accepting when his wife comes forward and says, I'm hearing voices. <laughs> I'm channeling healing for the neighbor. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, exactly. It, it was totally mind-blowing it it totally took my worldview and exploded it into a million pieces i can imagine yeah and so once they put me into this we're going to have you focus on one thing at a time um they kept me in a lot of ways isolated from the outside world i I saw my doctor, I saw my husband, and I saw my doctor's sidekick who happened to be a medical intuitive. That was my only like spiritual support as I was going through this for almost a year. And so my only other guidance came through books. And boy, did I read a bunch of books. I learned theta healing. I learned cord cutting. Ah. <laughs> I learned about following your intuitive voice, I learned about shielding your, your empath senses so you're not like continuously overwhelmed and how to turn it up and how to turn it down. And they took me through learning all of these different survival tools, so to speak, as well as a number of healing modalities, all through books and, okay, and now we're going to go experience this at Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, a good place to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they like to do that to me. Walmart. <laughs> oh, Whole Foods. that has to be overload. It, it, it can be overload, wow. especially when it's all turned down and you haven't figured out how to turn down the volume yet. So I 
I spent a year learning to do all of this. And then they finally allowed me to talk to somebody outside of that handful of people. And it was a girlfriend of mine. And she called up one day and was like, uh, going through some personal stuff. I mean, she was really in a low point on the relationship side of her life. And I was talking to her about different things. And she's like, I'm going to go get a psychic reading, I think, to try and get some answers here. And I said, you don't need to do that. (laughs) Because you have access to that information already. And I can help show you how to access that. And she went, Ahamana? Oh, really? (laughs) I knew you as a scientific businesswoman. What is... (laughs) Like, well, let me tell you about what's been going on with me for the past year. (laughs) And so that was interesting. And then at that point, they allowed me to start going out and like doing classes and and face-to-face seminars and this sort of thing, which was quite wonderful. My first um, training in what's called laying on of hands healing, the official training, was after that first year had gone by. And it was with Echo Bodine in Minneapolis. And she's got a wonderful little studio up there in in Bloomington, not too far from my mother's place. (laughs) (laughs) That worked out well. It worked out really well. And so that was wonderful to actually get out and understand what was going on with me from another person's perspective outside of my little tiny echo chamber. And I've got all these pieces and tools that I'm working with now, and I'm trying to figure out how to bring them all like into a system that makes some sense. And I had locally joined, this was back in Indianapolis, a spiritual development group that was run by a spiritually inclined psychic. Not all psychics are spiritual and not all spiritual people are psychic. Um, but she happened to be both, which made it a fantastic group for me to be in. <laughs> can imagine that. And nice to get some feedback too, I'd imagine. Yeah, exactly. And so I would go every, I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Anyway, I would go to this group and we would share experiences and, you know, what what messages did you get? What signs did you see this week? And tell tell your spirit guided story. And the funny thing sitting in that group is so many people would go and my little voice said, do X, Y, Z. And we're like, okay, so how'd it work out? I didn't. (laughs) And I should (laughs) have because it was a train wreck. And it's like, really? (laughs) How many times do you have to tell this version of the story before you go, you know what? I'm going to (laughs) listen. Listen to your inner voice. Listen to your body. All of these things you should listen to. Exactly. Listen to that little tiny voice. And it was at this group, she would expose us to different, what I want to say, modalities, different psychic experiences, this sort of thing. You know, how do you read signs? How do you read tarot, um, spirit drawings, this kind of stuff. And this particular week, she was playing an interview with a gentleman who was talking about his experience as a walk-in. And I'm like, a what? <laughs> <laughs> So everybody out there is going, a what? (laughs) A walk-in happens when the current soul in the body is done with its experience for whatever reason. It's fed up. It can't stand what's going on in its life. Or it's completed its mission and it's just out of here. Okay. There are occasionally spirits that want to come into a more developed form 
And so they'll just swap. It's a soul exchange, basically. The, the soul that leaves, leaves, and the soul that comes in, comes in. And so he was talking about this experience, and the scientist in me was having a field day with this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Can imagine. And I'm sitting here going, I, I should have just skipped tonight. Why on earth am I here? And every time I <laughs> ask a question, I get an answer, and the answer is you're supposed to go look at his website. And I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, God, okay. And so oh. I, I took down his website, which was given at the end of the program, and I went out to the website, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, why am I here? Because he's talking about um, soul contract readings and Akashic record work and divine healing, and I'm going, I'm already a healer. I've had lots of classes in that. I don't think that's why I'm here. And the whole, like, soul contract thing, it's kind of interesting, but I'm not going to pay somebody for that. <laughs> I'll go buy the book. He has a book. So I bought his book. And I'm like, so why am I really here? And so I'm muscle testing down the page because they're not giving me an answer. So I'm going to access universal truth however I can. And if it's muscle testing, so be it. I muscle tested my way down the page, and the answer was light body surgery. I'm like, what the frickin' frack is that? <laughs> what is that? I want to know. <laughs> well, since then, I have learned quite a bit about what like, light body surgery is. And if you look at the human form, right, you can see you have a nose and you have eyes and hair and there's a, an outline of your shape, okay? And we tend to think that the skin is where we end. And the truth of the matter is, we are energy that has coalesced into this really slow, vibrating form, okay? And we don't end at the skin, okay? We connect energetically into the energy that's around us, okay? So we have auras that people talk about. We have chakras that the ancients have talked about. We have meridian flows within our body that the Chinese studied pretty extensively okay so we have this whole for lack of a better word etheric um, body that happens that goes well beyond the outside of our skin and in fact when you're dealing with somebody who is a healer they have an etheric body that is huge I mean, you don't have to sit next to them. You can be four or five rows back in the theater and you're still sitting in their healing aura, which is why when Jesus was walking the earth, he would draw these crowds who just wanted to sit near him. Didn't have to be in the front row <laughs> because he had that great big healer's aura. And so light body surgery is about going in and taking care of the separation pieces that we bring in right because when we become this coalesced energetic form we actually have to kind of hold ourselves in separation from oneness from god from source whatever you want to term it okay in order to have this experience of separateness and we build in ways to experience separateness into that energetic connection that allows us to forget where we came from we think this is our first time around because we've forgotten where we come from. 
we think we're separate from everybody else when it's all an energy continuum. And we build those controls into our light bodies. And it's one of the things that keeps us from recognizing our psychic gifts and keeps them turned off. Ah, okay. yes. Which is why when somebody spontaneously awakens, it's not generally when they're just sitting on a park bench someplace. They've been in a car accident. They've right. been to the edge of death. And then they spontaneously wake up because those traumatic events have blown out some of the controls. That's really interesting. Similar to your experience, right? So that's All the way down precisely. to the mat what it was all the way we are gonna smack you down so hard (laughs) and it busted a bunch of stuff Mm. but it didn't bust everything and so they wanted me to engage with this gentleman to get some of the other controls removed so that i could have a more of a broadband connection if you will (laughs) (laughs) like that that's a good that's a good reference 5g but not bad for you exactly So it was while I was interacting with him that I became interested after I'd read the book in learning more about what I call the life blueprint because it sounds much less intimidating than the soul contract. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually I did get introduced to the divine healing system that he works with as well. And my team was like, you need to go learn that. I'm like, I'm already doing that. They're like, don't reinvent the wheel. He's brought together a bunch of this stuff you already know. And so I I started becoming certified in that as well. And so this is how, long story short, I came to be doing what I'm doing. (laughs) I think it's an amazing story. I'm sure also there are some steps to all of this that we'll talk about, little bits along the way, other than some of the things you've already mentioned. Absolutely. And I guess we are going to break here shortly. So I would like you all to hang around and we will uh, pick this conversation up where we left off after the break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Financial freedom and money are subjects that many people are uncomfortable discussing. These don't have to be. Listen for Money, Mindset, and Love with Thomas DeShooter. 
We're all about sharing ideas with tips, amazing guests, and input from you, the listeners. It's time to dream big and help each other reach our goals. Not only will you get closer to financial freedom, but you'll learn more about spirituality, work-life balance, and empowerment. Listen live Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Influencers. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for hanging in there during that break. And... Um, Next, we're going to talk with Sophia Renea about a few really interesting things, although I have some interesting questions out of the gate. And I'm wondering, just, you know, and the world probably is too, are there any modalities that you work in that really, you know, light you up that are your favorite modalities to work in, or are they all similar, or what are those? I am at heart a problem solver. I am happiest when I am fixing things. (sighs) And I seem to attract the people that need the most fixing. It's <laughs> a good thing. Um, my, my clients have a tendency to have tried everything and not gotten to the bottom of the problem. And so I'm in my element. When you come to me and say, okay, I've done Reiki, I've done NLP, I've done EFT, I've done hypnosis, I've tried every diet out there, and I can't lose weight. Oh, well, bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) That, That sort of thing really turns me on. So it's not a specific modality necessarily as solving the problem. I want to get to what it is that's really at the root of it. So we can just pluck that sucker out and you can go on down the road and do your thing. And so to that end, I've discovered that doing a life blueprint reading as the first step is fabulous because it tells me a bunch of information. It tells me the experiences that you came here to have on the physical level and the spiritual level. It tells me the gifts and the qualities you brought with you to work through those challenges. And it tells me what drives you, what motivates you, as well as what your overall objective is with your life. And that, it's like having literally a blueprint of how you're wired. And then that makes it easier for us to go through and pinpoint, okay, here's the broken problem. Interesting. And we'll take a little bit of a look at my schematics probably after the next break. That's exactly right. (laughs) We'll see what my wiring looks like if I need to bring in an electrician or you in this case. So this will be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So along the way, and I know you talked about some of the things, you know, previous episode and in this episode, some of the steps, how you were taken down to the mat and, you know, brought back up again, what were some of the other steps, you know, some of the other amazing steps that you had to go through to really get to where you are now? As they were taking me through learning these different modalities, my, my question was always, okay, is this, is this what I'm here to do? Is this what I'm here to do? I'm like looking for the one thing, right? And everybody's like, oh, you'll know it when you see it. 
And uh, that's not really been my experience. A lot of people will talk about, oh, I'm so passionate about, you know, fill in the blank. It, the things that light me up are solving problems and talking to people. <laughs> and so fairly early on, you and I discussed when I was at this point, I knew I was supposed to be talking to people about this sort of thing. And we tried really hard to get that off the ground, but the timing wasn't right. Correct. Okay. And then after I gave it up and walked away and said, okay, I'm going to do this other stuff that's showing up for me, then it comes back around and the timing is right and it just falls into place. Boom, 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 just like dominoes. <laughs> Love it when the universe works its magic or does what it's supposed to do. Exactly. amazing. And you must really, there must be this really amazing sharing with people you work with. They're coming to you. They've tried everything. And now you're getting down to problem solving. And now you help them. There must be this, uh, it must bring tears to your eyes sometimes or their eyes. I mean, I'd it's, imagine. It's incredible. It's incredible. There are the moments where we're really touched and we cry. Uh, but more often than not, and this is the thing that always blows my mind, we'll get into something really deep, right? It's this horrible wound that you've had with your mother for all of your life. And at the foundation of it is a fear of abandonment and dying alone in the gutter, right? Death without having achieved what you wanted to come here and achieve. And scary. Yeah, and really profound. And we laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing how much how effective laughter is in moving that sort of thing. And it never ceases to amaze me how that moment goes from really profound and painful and shifts into something that you can step back and look at and laugh at. It's amazing. Those are some great moments. I, it, and it has to just, it heals you too, I would imagine. You sort of go through the pieces together. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny how often, and you'll hear this from a great many healers, it's like this theme occurs. It's like this month's theme is overcoming daddy issues. And so we will all be working through daddy issues all month. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So it cycles. So it cycles that way. And, you know, you can look at that from the outside and go, oh, well, that was your psychological predisposition. Mm. And from the outside, yeah, I can see where you might say that. But the truth of the matter is with the way that I work, I take my psychological disposition out of it, okay? We are guided completely by the client's intention when they come in. We follow your higher self as you go through your issues. There's a, an order in which they like to come out. And so your soul knows what the optimal order is. And it actually talks to us through physical sensations in your body. So when I'm doing a healing session with somebody, we'll have them feel into their body and there'll be like a cramp in their right foot or something. And then I will get some insight into what that's about. I will share that. And then I have a manual that I work with. And I will flop that manual open to the space that feels right. I don't look when I do this. It's all about feeling. And then I feel down on the page and the page actually tingles when I get to the, the, 
thing that is the important thing. <laughs> and I share that with the client. I'm like, okay, here is what's coming up around this. How does how do you relate to this? And they'll be like, wow, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and so it's really interesting how it all unfolds. And sometimes I'll, we have you set an intention before a session begins, for example, when we're doing a healing session. And it, the, I had one client who was like, I need to figure out why I can't lose all this weight. And, you know, I've tried all this stuff. And so, okay, we're following the breadcrumbs, and the session is about her father. And then we, we deal with what came up for the father, and then there's this pain in the shoulder, okay? And what came up from the pain in the shoulder is that she receives all of her abundance through the men in her life. First, daddy supported her in fine style. Now it's her husband supporting her. And as much as she tries to go out and have a business and make money and bring abundance in through that channel, it doesn't work for her. And so we're working through all of these issues and we get down to the end of the session and we haven't talked about a single thing that has anything to do with weight. And when I work with a client, the following day I send a text or an email or something and says, hey, how's it going? What's going on for you? And she's reporting back that she and her father had this big blowout fight that night, which is, you know, just clearing the air, basically. And she says, but it's the strangest thing. I'm not hungry anymore. Is this normal? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, so we did work on the issue. (laughs) It just didn't look like it on its face. That's amazing. And so, by the way, she now has a fabulous relationship with her father too. That, that's amazing. So that all worked itself through in the right channels and the right progressions. And you helped all of this facilitate this from a physical response, right? To all from the physical the sensations in the body. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I, I love how all of this work comes together. And every now and again, I'll get a client whose problems are, well, you know, we'll follow the, the trail of physical sensations and we'll go through like the mental and the psychological stuff, but we'll discover that in the end, the problem is more on a spiritual design level. Um, I think of it as specific contracts, right? We talked a little bit about the life blueprint or the soul contract, whatever you want to call it, but there are more specific contracts that we put in place as well. The, the life blueprint is kind of the overall umbrella, but then we have more specific contracts with people who turn out to be our bosses or our husbands or children or spouses. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So we're, we sort of signed up and put these things into play before we came into this iteration of what we're doing right now. Absolutely. You sit with a professional on the other side who says, you know what, it might be a little too ambitious for you to take on all of these issues. Why don't we weed out the one or two that you really want to work on and we'll come back around and do the other ones in a different lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) And every now and again, I'll get a client who, who signed on for more than they are ready to deal with because it seems all well and good in theory. And then we come down into this density and the intensity that this experience is. And we go, did I really want to learn about unconditional love this way? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I want to rethink this. (laughs) 
And so I've actually done contract renegotiations for people as well. That's really interesting. That is yeah. a really interesting aspect of this. You, you don't find that often. <laughs> no, no. That's a rarity in most cases. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And it's not uh, like the first thing that I will generally do with a client because there are other less disruptive ways typically to deal with the things that are bothering you. But every now and again, we'll get one that's like, no, we, we just have to renegotiate this shit because we don't like where this train is going. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I know some people are going through some things that are just unbelievable. I mean, when you when you step back and you're working with someone or you see somebody going through something and they come out of it in this amazing space and you wonder how that happened. And yeah. it's all part of what their life purpose is or their contract is. Exactly. Well, and I'm I'm a people watcher. I don't know about you, but one of the best places to watch people is like at the DMV. Because you're sitting there for a long time. Yes. <laughs> and nobody is fronting at the DMV. I mean, they're, they're here to get the job done, and they're not showing off for anybody. They just want to get in and get out and get on with their lives. And you can watch soul contracts in action at the DMV because you're not the only one that knows about this contract. Once you've designed your life, you distill it down into the vibration of your birth name. Okay, and when you use your name with someone else, their super conscious goes up and goes, okay, what experience am I supposed to give this person? And so at the DMV, if you watch a particular teller, she will be sweet as pie to one person, and the next guy comes up, and he can't breathe right. Okay, that nothing he's got is correct. She needs all kinds of shit he's never even imagined. And we'll send him out there with nothing. You come back when you've got all this other stuff. And then she calls you up and it goes fine. And that's sole contract in action. That is interesting. And well, you know, I try and avoid, you know, here in Arizona, it's the MVD, but the DMV for everywhere else. I try and, I try and avoid that place, but I'm going to go down, I think next time and just sit there and do something that I, I could do online just to see this in action. This will be interesting. <laughs> just to watch. To yeah. Watch the experiment. Absolutely. It's really cool. And that's amazing. So I know that we took a little extra break. Are we comfortable sort of diving into this interesting yeah. mini- why don't Soul we take contract? a peek at your life? Yeah, let's friend. take a peek at my wiring. <laughs> yes. Now, you're an interesting case because you have a birth name, and then shortly afterwards, you took on a second name. Yes. That was different from your birth name. Um, so I, I just want to preface this with the way that works is you don't replace the original one. It's an add-on to what the original one was. Okay, so my, the analogy I use is like chocolate cake. Okay. Chocolate cake is a different experience if you frost it with chocolate fudge in the middle and full chocolate icing and all of the chocolate shavings and sprinkles and stuff on top. You get this death by chocolate experience, right? Yes. <laughs> and then good. some people love that. And then some people like something that's a little different. Okay. You can, instead, you can slice it in half and you can fill it with caramelized uh, pecans and coconut and you'll have a German chocolate experience. 
Mm -hmm. And some people like something a little lighter than that. And instead, you'll put a cherry filling in there and you'll top it with whipped cream. And now you've got your Black Forest experience, right? Yes. They're very different cakes. But it's the same chocolate cake that you started with. And so that's what happens when you take on other names as you go through life. And some people do a lot of that. (laughs) And some people do none of that. They're just like chocolate, no frosting. So you very early on took on that extra layer. Excellent. So I've got some sprinkles up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got some sprinkles. And what I find interesting uh, is you kept some of the vibrations from the first name when you went to the second name, which usually means this is a very important area in your life that you really want to work on. Interesting. Before I get into the specifics of those areas, I'm going to talk in general terms, okay? Because I lay this out on what people call the Star of David. And if you know a Star of David, there's a downward-pointing triangle and an upward-pointing triangle. The downward-pointing triangle is where we put all of the physical stuff. This is the stuff that you focus on at the beginning of your life as you're establishing yourself in this reality. So it's how you grow up, it's the education that you get, the career that you choose, the spouse that you choose, the children you do or don't choose to have. Um, That's the kind of thing we focus on at the beginning of our lives in that downward pointing triangle. And then we go through something that we call the midlife crisis. (laughs) And we shift to the upward pointing triangle, which is the lessons and the experiences you want to take home with you, to take back with you when you return, whence we came. And so in each of these triangles, there are three corners. And the first corner is the experiences that you came here to have. They take the form usually of challenges. And so the energies that show up in that corner of the triangle, we tend to experience what we term the negative side of these energies. So this is the really hard stuff. Now, if you work through your hard stuff enough, you do get to the good, gooey, mushy center, (laughs) the (laughs) yummy center, but it tends to be a lot more work than it is in the other triangles. On the second point of the triangle, we put the qualities and the skills you came here with. So these are the things that are uniquely easy for you to access. You get all of the good stuff with very little of the work. Ah, And then the third point is the things that drive you, things that you're ambitious about, that are goals, that motivate you. And in that corner, you kind of get a mix of the good and the bad. Sometimes there's a little work to getting to the good stuff. And then once you put all of that together in the center is your overall life purpose. And so this is what you work all of your life to understand and to achieve and what really lights you up in the overall. Interesting. Okay. So, looking at your birth name, the energies that you bring in can be single points or they can be ranges. And they can be repeated as well. And in your birth name, you have three ranges and you have four single points. This is actually a pretty focused experience you're looking here to have. And the reason I say it's pretty focused is of your single points, three of them are the same vibration. 
Interesting. Yes. And of your ranges, two of them is the same range. Wow. So you had a very specific idea of what you wanted to do from your birth name. That sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to talk about archetypes with regards to these things. So looking at the physical challenges you came here, this is the dark side, the challenging part of it. Uh, The archetype for this is the engineer or the architect. Okay, it's a builder energy. And when it shows up in the dark form, it can show up in terms of learning disabilities or specific challenges in integrating concepts. Interesting when you're newly introduced to them. So with someone with, I know, your mental acuity, you probably had one area in school that was just a son of a bitch. (laughs) Would that be accurate? That would be accurate. And what was your son of a bitch topic? (laughs) You know, it's interesting because it's not anymore, but it it was world history. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's typical of someone with an 11-2 energy, that engineer archetype. There will be one thing that is just a bugger. But if you keep at it, you will formulate your own structure of truth around it that allows you to access it. And so what I tell people who have that 11-2 as a physical challenge is just come at it from a different direction. Throw out the history book. Okay, watch a documentary, get involved in like a historical reenactment society or something that allows you to come at it from a different direction. Very cool. And, I like that. And is that the sort of thing that started to break open your history block? Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So documentaries are some of the things that I really started to lean into, right? Mm-hmm. And then as they started to crack that, that open right? Then the books started to become interesting again, right? Because they, it really wasn't interesting to me. And I know it's sad because I love the world and I love world history now, but back in the day, it was like, it wasn't interesting at all. Yeah, but the facts are dry and boring and oh, I have to memorize <laughs> another war. Are you kidding me? <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you what's funny is I had, I had an employee number at another company I worked for for 10 years and my employee number was 1812, okay? Mm-hmm. So for nine years of the 10 years, it was 1812 to me. And one day, as everything started to become clear to me, it became the War of 1812, which didn't exist in my mind until that point. (laughs) How can you have that employee number and not know 1812? (laughs) That's funny. The other uh, challenge that you brought in on the spiritual side uh, is an experience with the Divine Mother energy. This is about flow and the acceptance of abundance in your life. So this will typically show up as a lack of trust that you will be cared for. And it can sometimes show up as mommy issues. Interesting. So that's really interesting because my mother and I have had a great, I have a great relationship, really great relationship, no issues, no anything, best of friends. So I wonder, that's so interesting though, because. Now this is a range you repeated. Yeah, in your your drives. And so that probably actually helped you in terms of working through any topics around your mother. Interesting. Maybe that's what this whole experience was about to have a better experience, right? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, because in the, I would imagine my sister has more issues with mm-hmm. her, my, our mother than, than I do. Her mother, yeah. yeah. Our mother. <laughs> definitely our mother. Maybe her mother is different than my mother. <laughs> well, but you know what? There is some truth to that because every mother-child relationship is unique. And if you look at siblings, especially if they're not twins, mom is in a different place in her life when that child arrives. And that definitely impacts how she mothers that child. Interesting. Right. Being a firstborn, I was probably overcared for, right? (laughs) And had to work through those overcared issues, right? Where you now need to become an individual person who's not feeling like overcared for or smothered, I guess you could call it another word if you do. Helicopter mother. Helicopter mom, (laughs) right? So I can see that. Okay, I get it. That's cool. Yeah. So those are are some of the highlights of what you have going on. The single point that you repeated three times is what I consider the pioneer energy. And you have it both as a physical talent and a spiritual talent. And so you like things that are out there on the bleeding edge. If it is new and if it is different, you are all in. Yes, please. Give me more. (laughs) Give me more. And it's highly motivating. You are most turned on when you're doing the bleeding edge stuff. I am. That is 100% me. Yep. And you repeated it three times. And because you repeated it three times, it becomes this overarching echo in your life. Uh, It's like a harmonic. And when you have that, there is a special message that comes with that. And I will share that message with you if you would like. Love it. Okay, let's have the message. Okay, here's the message. I now release the rigidity from your body, allowing it to flow and move and have motion. With this, I unlock the secrets of caring for and maintaining this vehicle which I've given you to express me. This is the divine talking to you. I breathe life into you that you may emerge as a living physical being. Open your eyes and look upon all I have given you and accept it in the love in which it was given. Wow. I have to get that from you. Well, I can probably watch the show again, but I think you can, but I can, I will also send it to you. Thank you. (laughs) And if anybody out there who's listening would like to get a peek into their soul contract, or Life Blueprint, whichever feels more fuzzy to you, on March 15th at 3.30 Pacific Time, I am doing what I call a group soul contract reading. And so you will receive your chart, and I will discuss in general ways the energies that are in each of these positions for the group. So you kind of have to do a little interpreting of your own. And you can register for that at bit. Dot Lee, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash free group reading. It's all smashed together and it's all lowercase. And if that time doesn't work for you, there is a waiting list. Get on the waiting list and the next one will be at a different time and date. So maybe that one will be yours. And there's a limit of 25 people. So get on it fast if you want to go there. <laughs> I recommend it after this. Please, definitely don't miss out on this. This is amazing. So we've got like 30 seconds here. 
Um, I just want to say, if you want to continue the discussion on Facebook, I will be going over and logging back into Facebook. I'm so sorry for those of you out there on Facebook who missed the tail end of the behind the scenes because of my computer crash. Uh, But anyway, transformationspace.co is the website. You can always contact me through the website. And thank you so much, Robert, for being with me today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I love it. It's always fun. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 